Welcome to my podcast, Tricks of the Trademark. This is Eric Pelton with another podcast episode in which I share advice and experience based on my 20 years of working with clients around the world to protect and strengthen their brands. I just recently gave a presentation to a group of lawyers about the Trademark Modernization Act. And the feedback was tremendous, uh, so thank you to the audience for that. And it inspired me to try to make a condensed summary of what I talked about in that presentation for you all listening or watching with me today. So there's a lot to unpack here in the Trademark Modernization Act, but I want to hit the highlights at least, and I'm going to start by telling you about the background of it. It was passed by Congress in December of 2020 in one of those big pandemic coronavirus relief packages. Thousands of pages long included, even though it has nothing to do directly with pandemic relief, it included the Trademark Modernization Act, which was signed by President Trump into law on December 27th, 2020. The USPTO then published proposed rules in early 2021, and then the final rules were published in November of 2021, and the Trademark Modernization Act took effect on December 18th, 2021. One of the key pieces of it is that it creates new grounds for ex parte challenges to a trademark registration based on expungement or re-examination is the language used. And what is the ground of expungement? Well, it is to challenge a registered trademark that has never been used in commerce. There are limitations as to the timing of when this challenge can be made, and this does not replace, nor does the re-examination replace the existing procedures and grounds that can be brought by the, at the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board in a petition to cancel of abandonment or non-use. So the second uh, type of ex parte challenge is this re-examination proceeding. And that is where a petitioner, again, there is a petitioner, but it's an ex parte proceeding. It's not a dispute before the appeal board. And you'll see a little bit more about what that means in a moment. But in re-examination, the petitioner is requesting cancellation of some or all of the goods or services in a use-based registration and challenging that the mark was not in use with those goods or services at the relevant time when use was asserted. Basically, if it was a use-based application under 1A at the time the application was made, or if there was an allegation of use filed during a 1B application at that time of the allegation of use period. This type of challenge must be brought only within the first five years of registration. Both of these challenges, expungement and re-examination, carry a $400 filing fee, and the petitioner must set forth elements of a reasonable investigation showing exactly what they searched and what they found and attach evidence to support their claim. And there have been a few dozens of these filed so far. And you can see in the slides that accompany this, I've got a link to some resources 
and to the page at the USPTO that actually lists all the proceedings and you can dig into those and look at some of the evidence and how the claims have been made. But if the petitioner makes a prima facie case, then the proceeding is instituted and then the petitioner has nothing else to do. Now the burden is on the registrant if they respond to produce evidence to show use and support the continued registration. The registrant gets three months to respond once the USPTO issues an order directing them to respond. An extension is available with a fee. A one more twist to this is that the director can institute these proceedings even if there is no petitioner. If they have reasonable basis and grounds and belief that the mark was not used at the appropriate time or was never used. To my knowledge, there are none of those proceedings yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see those coming as the USPTO gathers more information about bad faith filers, submissions of fraudulent specimens, and other uh, filers that are causing what we call deadwood on the register, meaning that they shouldn't really be entitled to registration because their mark as applied for was not really being properly used with some or all of the goods and services. And that's what these proceedings are meant to try to address and to try to give those affected a quicker, more streamlined, less burdensome, less expensive, ultimately, way to address and challenge those registrations. Again, we're waiting to see these play out more, but that's like the key action created under the Trademark Modernization Act. A couple other smaller details is that coming in December, we will see shorter response times for office actions. So instead of six months, most office actions will only have three months to respond by applicants. That's going to be a big change for applicants and for their attorneys and especially for docketing systems and software that are used to calculating and monitoring and reminding about these deadlines. So coming later this year towards the end of 2022, that's going to be a big cause for concern and change among the way people practice going through the application process. Ultimately, it should lead to a shorter time frame for most applications to go through that long and winding road. It's not changing the road, it's just changing part of the time frame along the way of that road. Uh, so those are my key takeaways from the Trademark Modernization Act. There were a couple other things in there, but I don't wanna go too far in depth in this recording here. You can see the full slides from the link in the uh, description and the details below. For more information or if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me, eric at ericpelton.com. You've been listening to Tricks of the Trademark with me, Eric Pelton. I've been making trademarks bloom since 1999. For more information about my trademark services, visit my website at ericpelton.com. Thanks for listening.